I know over the years I've struggled many times with personal grooming. I know over the years I've struggled many times with personal grooming. I know over the years I've struggled many times with personal grooming. I know over the years I've struggled many times with personal grooming. podcast the podcast that gives you all the news and views on this week's nfl action all with a variety of southern england accents um you can find us on twitter at long snap pod um on facebook no you probably can't um we're part of the mall over podcast conglomerate um i'm adam russ is with me hi russ i mean that was that was almost seamless i i recognize that from somewhere i just did that completely on was that was on a whim <laughs> yes and and it, I must say, if you did it completely on a whim, you you smashed it. Well played. Thanks. That went a lot better than I expected two seconds into it, actually. <laughs> you, you left Pat out completely, though, which is a little little bit mean. I did. Yeah, well, it's almost like I didn't plan it <laughs> or think it through. <laughs> Starting the podcast as we mean to go on. Uh, absolutely. There, there's Rich. You just heard him. Pat's here and um, being ignored um, as our token northerner. Evening, Pat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I'd I'd apologise, but that's not really the form. I'd love to form. say Northerners matter, but <laughs> they do. This that Northerner certainly matters. Um, and Mark and Craig are here as well. There's a lot of us. Um, are we good? How are we doing? Yeah. Very positive. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you might be positive soon. Um, that's another. <laughs> that's another story. Yeah. And that, yeah. other than the HIV. Yeah. <laughs> What? Ow. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah, we're we're back for the season. This is what you're gonna get every, every week. That's that's our commitment to you. The season is here. I mean, we we're not gonna change. Um, yeah. We're gonna keep bringing you what we've always brought you. Um, yeah, coming up, obviously, there's gonna be a quiz. Um, we'll talk some stuff. There'll be some one sentence previews for week one. Um, there'll be so many other business, um, usual stuff, you know, you know, the drill by now. Um, the quiz, though, to start, Pat, you've got something. Um, if uh, Please forgive me. I, I do apologise. I mean, if you can understand my accent, I'll do my best to run a quiz. Um, <laughs> I was really pleased with myself when I came up with this idea. And I got to midway through question three before I realised I was basically just doing the uh, first round of Only Connect. So... Fucking good luck, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> We've done Only Connect before, and I'm sure Craig didn't understand it then. <laughs> each question... Uh, I'll take the uh, Eye of Horror, please. <laughs> each question is a list of four names which have a link. And all you have to do is buzz in with your name when you think you've got the link and tell me what the link is. You have one shot per question. If you get it wrong, you're frozen out. If you get the link correct after one name, you get five points. If you get the link correct after two names, you'll get three points. If you get the link correct after three names, you'll get two points. If you get the link correct after all four names, you'll get one point. There's no points off for guessing wrong. You, the only negative is that you've frozen out with the rest of the question. To help you out a bit, the odd-numbered questions are links to do with the players' names, and the even-numbered questions are links to do with football, just to kind of mix it up and keep it a bit fresh. 
So sorry for a minute. I thought you said that was to help us out. Uh, <laughs> we'll instantly forget that. Okay. I'll start you off with a, a fairly gentle opener. I think you're fine, Pat. That was a that was a perfect description, and I have a full understanding of the game. Thank you. We'll find out, won't we? <laughs> All right. He still doesn't yeah, believe I mean, you. <laughs> what? So this season, you've decided you'll start listening to to a quiz explanation, Craig. That's so, the only so, thing that's changed. So, sometimes people have good descriptions. Sometimes they don't. Oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> so, All right. I really should only be aiming it at Mark. <laughs> He's got enough on his plate at the moment. And what with the HIV? <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry about it now. It's not a death sentence. <laughs> okay. All right. Question one, player one. James White. Russ. Russ. Wow. wow. Uh, colours. Do you want to put that in a way that won't get the podcast cancelled? <laughs> um, co- <laughs> colours of the... Uh, just normal colours of normal colours. Russ gets five fat points. Your other three players were oh, Alfred Blue, on. AJ Green, and AJ Brown. Wow. Good start, Russ. Right, <laughs> question two. This one is a football-related answer and not a player's name linky answer. When, when you say football, are we talking association football here? Are we talking NFL? I mean, Which do you think? I'm, I'm <laughs> guessing based on the category of the podcast, Matt. Well, I would hope yeah. that. But... Based on the fact that they're NFL players, which do you think? Okay. Player one, Travis Etienne. Rich. Rich. Rookies. Incorrect. Rich is frozen out. Anyone else? Player uh, two. Oh. No, carry on. Player two, Kyla Murray. Player three, Warren Moon. Adam. Adam. And I didn't know, and if Travis, this, this, this is going to tell me that Travis Etienne has a number one jersey, which will just make me angry, but I'm going to say number one jersey. You are absolutely correct. Number one jersey. Two points to Adam. <laughs> I did a running back wearing number one. It's, just, it's a disgrace. I mean, you'll have to because he's injured for the season. Maybe that's the karma <laughs> you get. <laughs> Maybe that is karma. Right. Question three. We're back on the uh, name-related, not NFL-related answers. I won't remind you again. Player one, Jake Butt. Russ. <laughs> Russ was first. Parts of the anatomy. Incorrect. Russ is frozen out. Anyone else? Player two, Neville Gallimore. Mark. Mark. Man United players from the 90s? Indeed. Manchester United players from the 90s. The other two would have been Odell Beckham Jr. and Trenton Irwin. I've got to finish that one. That was brilliant. No, three points to Mark. Mark. Okay. Question four. We're starting with Travis Etienne this time because I didn't know how to pronounce his name properly. Player number two, DeAndre Hopkins. Player three, Sammy Watkins. Mark. Mark. Clemson? Clemson is correct. Two more points to Mark. He's drawn level with Russ on five. Rich and Craig yet to start. Question five. Player one, Patrick Queen. Russ. Russ. (laughs) Uh, 
Bands. Bands is incorrect. Russ is frozen out. Craig. Player two. Oh, sorry, Craig. Go on. Chess pieces. Chess pieces is also incorrect. Craig is frozen out. Great shout. There's three. There's three ways this could have been taken, and me and Craig have taken two of them. (laughs) (laughs) Player two. Miles Jack. Rich. Adam. Rich was first. Playing cards. Playing cards is correct. Three points. Adam. Rich is off the mark. Question six. Player one. Adam Gutzis. Player two, Julian Aquara. Player three, Jamie Gillen. Russ. Russ. Players that I have never heard of. <laughs> Technically correct, but not Ad- what I've got Adam. on the card. Adam. European players. He's close, but he's not quite right. Rich. Rich. International players. Non-US NFL players, I will accept. They weren't all European. We've got a Nigerian and an Australian as the first two. And the last one, South Korea, no, it was I'm Young sure Ho they're Koo. both in the Eurovision Song Contest, so don't I get it? <laughs> <laughs> that was after three, so Rich gets two points. We now have Russ, Rich and Mark on five, Adam on two, and Craig, despite his early confidence, yet to score. Well, I, I get the game. <laughs> <laughs> Question seven, player one, Reggie Bush. Oh, Craig. don't go there. Oh, Russ. no. <laughs> I'll let that um, miss oh, Maybe I'm going to... Yeah, maybe I will go. Go on then, Craig. Maybe we'll go big. Uh, yep. Players who have had the Heisman taken away? Incorrect, but I like that. Remember, this is an odd-numbered question. Player oh. two, <laughs> Jalen Phillips. Oh. Mark. Russ. Mark. Electrical oh. manufacturers. Indeed. Reggie oh. Bush, oh. Jalen Phillips, Eli Apple, oh. and Andre Dyson. Three points for Mark. <laughs> eight. That is shit. Question <laughs> eight. Play one. Chuck Howley. Player two. Bart Starr. Player three. Von Miller. Adam. Adam. Oh, I can't. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but played in played wearing spectacles. Incorrect, but I like it as a reach. Mark. Mark. Super Bowl MVPs. Super Bowl MVPs is correct. Two points to Mark. Take him up to ten. He's got a five-point lead. We've got two questions to go. He's still catchable. Question nine. Player one. Chris Hogan. Rich. Craig. Rich was first. Wrestlers. More specific? WWF, I'm going to go with wrestlers. It's not quite close enough. I'm sorry, you're frozen out. Adam's gone on mute, so he's going to have a trouble buzzing in. Anyone want to go before number two? Craig. 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 Oh, come in, oh, I big... like Rick, Russ, Russ buzzing in for Craig. Champions. WWE Champions is correct. Craig's off the mark on five. Your others were Tavon Austin, Kyle Orton, and Darnell Savage. That's that was your harsh, man. Rich. That is harsh. No. It's correct. Last question. If someone gets it off the first player and aren't Adam, they will catch Mark. Player one, Ernest Givens. Oh, I, I love that man so much. I should know the answer based on that alone. 
gonna guess, or am I gonna play it too? Russ. Russ. Uh, leading players in their position the NFL. Over the history of the NFL time. That's the worst answer I've ever <laughs> oh, heard is, on yeah. any quiz. Incorrect. Well, based, based on the fact that I don't have much of a clue about the wider NFL history, I've got well, I've got no chance, so I may as well freeze myself out. <laughs> with a comedy answer. Uh, I'll carry on then. Player two is Steve Largent. Craig. Craig. Receivers to win the Super Bowl? In Ernest Gibbons didn't win the Super Bowl. Closer than Ross, if that makes you feel any better. (laughs) That's annoying. Uh, Obviously. I literally didn't even think about the first one. (laughs) (laughs) Why use all of you clues? Player three, Don Maynard. Oh, these. Oh, Craig. Oh, no. (laughs) And player four is Andre Reid. Don Maynard is. Okay. Other I can than... also give you a I mean, player I'm five just... and a player six for this one. Player five, Jimmy Smith. Is it leading receivers for their team? It's or leading holding. receivers for our teams. Yeah. Ernest uh, Gibbons was the Titans lead receiver, Largent yeah, for the Seahawks yeah. lead receiver, Maynard for the Jets, Andre Reid for the Bills, Jimmy Smith for the Jags, and the last one? Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. Jerry yeah. Rice for the San Francisco 49ers. That means Mark wins the quiz on 10. Give that man some music, Adam. Oh, well, do I have to? <laughs> Fine. Mid season form, boys. <laughs> that was good. Well done, Mark. Like that. Yeah, good yeah, quiz. Good. Thanks. Another positive, another positive result for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, keep us posted on that, whatever you do. I will, thanks. <laughs> right, it is going to be week one this weekend in the NFL. So it's it's back to the old routines. Um, we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep, um, well, I was going to say wasting our money, trying to win money for a worthwhile cause in the memory of Steve Rains. It's a Steve Rains anytime touchdown corner, obviously. Um, we're going to have an easy start, or at least a start... That means that we'll hopefully know what we're talking about. We're each going to pick a player from our own team um, who's going to score a touchdown this weekend. Um, just for chits and giggles, um, why don't we start with you, Russ? What's your team again? Uh, Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going for? Uh, I am going to go for a anytime touchdown for DK Metcalf. Nice. Yes. Okay. Uh, Rich, pick a. 49ers player. I'm assuming that we're going to try and run the Lions into the ground, so Raheem Mostert. Okay. Uh, Pat, what jag have you got? I'm going for a rushing touchdown from Trevor Lawrence. Yes, nice. Um, left field, but I could, yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening. Urban see Myers, happening. he's promised, gonna... promised that he won't run the ball. That's <laughs> got to be a double bluff. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Craig, who is your? Actually, this might be the one of the trickier ones. Who's your New York yeah. Jets? I, I liked I liked um, Zach Wilson for a rushing touchdown, but I think I'm going to go Corey Davis. Okay. Um, Mark Buffalo Bill. Um, well, I'm tempted to go Diggs, but I don't think the odds will be particularly good. But as we want to win, I'll I think I'll probably just plump with Stefan Diggs. Okay. Uh, I am 
No, I'm going to go AJ Brown. Um, let's get this. Let's I thought you were going to go for a, a Julio debut touchdown. Well, I, it, it seems too obvious. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, all of these people can score touchdowns. <laughs> that's, 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 that's we don't really true. know. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll put five pounds on that and we'll see what comes out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully, finally, this year, we'll win a decent amount of money in Steve's memory, um, which is what this is obviously all about. Right. Where are we? How do we do this thing again? Um, we talk, we'll talk some NFL, I guess. Um, we don't have any games to look back on. Um, what I thought we'd do with the, with the season coming up, um, there, there are a lot of podcasts out there of varying quality that you can listen to. Um, we try not to do the same thing as everyone else. People are probably previewing the big games this week. Um, we're going to preview all of them later on. Obviously, that goes without saying. Um, but we're going to talk about, we're going to identify things that are being talked about too much and things that aren't being talked about enough. Um, so what's being overhyped and underhyped in advance of this season? Um, Russ, you're already keen to get yeah, something off your chest. I am. Um, obviously, in our preview podcasts, uh, a few of us picked the Patriots to make it through to the playoffs, somewhat surprisingly in some people's eyes. Um, <laughs> Suck my bit, uh, Mark. Oh uh, yeah, well, um, I also, but I think obviously the big news out of... like, you, like you were sucking cams the week before he got cut. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> see, this is the... no, sorry, Russ, I don't want to interrupt. But let me just nail this in the Don't, 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 don't misrepresent me, motherfucker. Carry on. He was on a short leash, a very short leash. It seems. There is a day, a day, which is, which is uh, perfect. Which is make that, uh, over that's... point. Overall that's point. The I like point the I'm gonna make. That's the point I'm gonna make now, which is around. Obviously, the Patriots have cut Cam Newton, and which come as a bit of a shock to everyone. Um, to Craig, there's been reports coming out of uh, Boston and, and the wider NFL that you know some some musings that Mac Jones was helping Cam Newton learn elements of the playbook that were maybe not open to him last year, and the as Craig just said. Cam was maybe on a bit of a tight leash. Now, the Patriots were yeah, average at best last season. And maybe with someone like Mac Jones, they are really just going to open it up. And this could lead to them potentially being a bit of a surprise package. Because when you look around, when you look around their depth chart, especially on offense, whilst they lack any specific stellar piece in any position what they do have is a fair amount of serviceable and functional players all around you know running back James White and Harris at running back they've got um and kill Harry if he's fit they've got the likes of Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry now that they can use underneath and actually provided Matt Jones can keep that ball moving and the and what he did well I didn't see any of him in college, but apparently what he did well in college was run those um, three and four wide out sets really well. And if he can lead the Patriots like that in a way that Cam Newton wasn't allowed to do, I think the Patriots could actually surprise a lot of people this season. So, so, you're saying my, so what I'm saying is the Patriots are being underhyped. What has happened to the NFL? Ooh. 
Oh, I didn't see it going there. <laughs> what, what I just I think that they can dis- be sneaky, danger- sneaky dangerous, that's all. I do think, I do think, I'm not sure I agree with that in the first half of the season because I think Mac Jones will have the usual, you know, rookie quarterback things that he'll do. But I do think that over the next couple of seasons, he could be a very efficient QB. One thing that I was going to say was overhyped was rookie QBs. I think everyone's getting very excited about the likes of Mac Jones, the likes of Fields and Lance. And I mean, even Trevor Lawrence, although the Jags have got nothing else to get excited about. So I can understand that. Interesting you didn't mention Zach Wilson in that. Oh, sentence. I mean, I don't think he's being overrated because Mark's already said he's a bust. So, you know, we've decided <laughs> that on this podcast. Is, uh, actually, yeah, rookie, him, him as well. QBs, sorry, rookie QBs is something that I get excited about week one. That's one of the things that you, you really don't know. And every year, right. that's 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 exciting. Yeah, there might only be two or three of them that start, but you don't know what they're going to look like. I'm not saying I'm not excited about them. I'm saying that a number of them are getting very overhyped. Sure. And they'll struggle okay. and they'll have their rookie issues and then they'll settle in over the course of the season and be better. But there's all this expectation from a lot of fans that, that you know, field should be starting, lunch should be starting, all that kind of stuff. That's every year. That's every year though, Rich, isn't it? That's like first round quarterbacks for every team every year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes there are one or two that you have real excitement. I, the, the season that sticks in my mind was um, Andrew Luck when the Colts drafted him. And then RG3, just uh, week one, I was, he came and lit it up. And just like, hang on, well, forget Andrew Luck. Who's this guy? Yeah. Um, and what you thought <laughs> could happen. I mean, in general, in, in general, in the NFL, the quarterback is always a story. I think the bit, in terms of the, the, the Pats and what Ray, um, Russ was saying, I actually think the whole camp thing is something that has been overhyped. I think that the whole cutting of him, okay, cool, it's certainly news, but quarterbacks get cut every day and actually I don't know why we play so we play such high expectation on Cam like the highs are so so high and the lows are so so low he can't be average he can't be okay he can't just not quite have got it in New England like it just the point was always for me Bill Belichick having all the players around no COVID and time to prepare is still a worry and I find that you know the that last down last year having a down season after Tom Brady leaves well if you're going to have a down season it's the time the quarterback of the last 20 years walks out the door so <clears throat> I thought that the pieces they moved um give them every chance to be competitive and and I said you know it might be that trauma I just can't imagine that it was like I am a massive fan of Tom Brady now as we all know <laughs> but I just can't imagine it was just Brady I, I just feel like you know, we can't look past Belichick. I, 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 as I said, as I alluded to in the last podcast, I don't think they're anywhere near a playoff team, even with Cam gone, even if that does improve them, which I'm not necessarily so sure it does. Um, the skill positions in general throughout that team are absolutely bang average. And you look that one of their starting wide receivers is, is now Nelson Aguilar, who is, is bang average regardless of you know how good you think Bill Belichick can suddenly make him he's not fantastic their D is they're going to be a defensive team their D will probably keep them in games but they're a seven win team max I think Mark's overrating Nelson Aguilar <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think we'd like yeah I, 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 just, I can't see it with them at all 
I just think we're going to see a very Patriots setup to what we thought we were going to see two weeks ago. Simply for the fact that the way that they had to play with Cam under centre is not the way they've got to play now. No, that's very true. We've 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 done a classic long snapper podcast thing here of with what we've just said is that the Patriots are both overhyped and underhyped. Depending, yeah. depending on who you're talking to. <laughs> um, Pat, that. bring bring some sense to this. Um, you've got to have some. You, I'm guessing you've prepared better than anyone else put together. Um, so yeah, give us give us one of each. Give us your something that's overhyped and something that's underhyped. And you make that nicely achievable. Uh, I think overhyped are players who have been injured slash pish for a few years, moving teams, and suddenly everyone expects them to be back to their best of three years ago, despite no evidence pointing towards that over the last three years. And the prime candidate of that is, of course, Carson Wentz, who people are expecting <laughs> to be on MVP for. Breach, brother. With the Colts yeah. having been just replaced by a rookie last season and got injured in preseason and I just I don't see it happening it's a pipe dream he's going to be less productive than Philip Rivers last season I thought you were going to say AJ Green for a second there it's an equally good analogy absolutely right it's like all of a sudden the the Cardinals have got the best receiving core in the NFL like he hasn't played football properly (laughs) for six years yeah in 2013 yeah and they've and they've got JJ Watt on defense in a, in a similar way, you know. Yeah, I heard someone talking about Titans um, Cardinals earlier today who said, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a Derrick Henry decline and I'm really excited about what I'm going to see from AJ Green. I think he's going to be really good. And it's like, well, have you seen the trajectory of those two guys' careers over the last three seasons? Because AJ Green's last thousand yard receiving season was 2017, they, whereas Derrick Henry's got better consistently for the last five years in a row. So I why would you see... expect... I did see a really interesting statistic on those leading rushes. So people that have rushed for over 2,000 yards uh, the season before and the drastic decline in this in the very next season. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen to Derek Henry because I think Derek Henry is an absolute phenom. And when you when you listen to Vrabel and, and the, the Titans guys talk about how differently he's training and how he's not it's not all about bulk and power. It's about speed and quickness and agility. And, you know, Derek Henry's a big guy, but there are some significant stats that say that no, look, when you, when a running back has rushed over 2000 yards in a season, the next season is that like, is the likelihood it will rush for less than half of that. I mean, they're, they're, I've seen that this week as well. I mean, it, it was on, it was on good morning. It was on good morning football. Like, earlier okay. this week i can't remember when it was but it was there but there's an element with that that they all of these running backs have that's their peak season at 2000 yards so you know derrick henry could go for 1800 yards and technically that would be a decline it would still be a phenomenal season like the it's a bit like saying well usain but, bolt after he this, ran his world record and Adam, you know this, his next this, race he wasn't as quick well, this obviously. statistic, yeah, but this statistic wasn't just, oh, he rushed for 2,300 and then he rushed for 1,800, which is still an amazing season. This it was, was more of a fall. They rushed for yeah. over 2,000 yards and it was then, you know, some of the guys picked up injuries early season and then it said 400 yards or whatever. That, I mean, that there's a bit of anomaly, but guys that played full seasons were rushing for 11 1200 yards as opposed to 2000 yards which is a serious decline now i'm not i'm not for one second believing that that's going to happen to derek henry 
I just don't, I can't see it. Right? Especially with, especially now, you know, with the receiving core that um, the Titans have got. If anything, I think that it, it, it makes him even more dangerous. But um, it, it's just an, an interesting statistic, that's all. I mean, my I point was think... that um, there's more reason to think that Henry's going to be a top five, top ten running back this season than there is to believe that AJ Green is going to be a top five, top ten receiver. So to single out Henry for concern and AJ Green for positivity is a weird one. Sorry, Rich, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say um, the Derek Henry thing. Uh, the, that stat generally is is intriguing, but I do wonder how much of it is down to changes in O lines and offenses rather than necessarily a change in the running back themselves and also there's an element of 11 1200 uh, 11 1200 yards a season is still like pretty good that's still as long as you're scoring touchdowns that's still pretty high level of of play um 2000 is just such an enormous achievement you pretty much can't do 2000 yards a year unless the whole offense is pretty much dedicated to running the ball and that doesn't do running backs very well. <laughs> they don't last. I mean, you saw the the, the the thing the other the other day that really stuck out for me actually is that running back story. It comes up every few years. This might be something that's a bit undervalued, but you looked at the running backs who are out of the league now, looking for a team, free agents, Lev Bells, Todd Gurley's all lead backs, you know, two, three years ago. Shows you how punishing it is. I I, I think Derek Henry is an anomaly. I think he's a just a complete physical specimen. And so, you know, I don't see there to be any reason why he will drop off other than the fact that they will pass the ball more. So I don't see him getting 2,000 yards. But in general, I just don't, you know, unless you're Barry Sanders and you can do it for 10 years, I just don't think it's possible for a running back to get 2,000 yards a, a year. Yeah, I, I, it's a weird one. I think Barry Sanders is, I think, one of the names on that list, isn't he? But um, Chris Johnson's the one, the example yeah, I, the I, one. I know I know well. Um, and the following season, I think he still went over a thousand, but that following season, the team just had all sorts of other issues. Jeff Fisher and Vince Young fell out and it just, mm. the the play fell off a cliff and it was, ju- it was just an unmitigated disaster. Um, when, you know, the, the previous year, you know, they'd, they'd had loads of off- offense on the ground anyway. Um, so the, yeah, other thing can be at play and not, not necessarily saying that other things can't go wrong with the Titans. Obviously, anything can go wrong um, at any point. But um, I think you, you, you're right. I don't, I don't think you could judge. You can't judge what someone's going to do based on a statistic like that, necessarily. I do think I do think it'll be... I do think there's an element of he gets less... Well, Craig's just turned his telly on and then got up and <laughs> walked off. What did you put the TV on? <laughs> he's he's got to watch. watch. He's got to watch Sims and um, Galatia, <laughs> his name is. I'm done with this. I'm, I'm, I'm watching something else. I'm, I'm had enough. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go listen to proper uh, NFL opinion. <laughs> Uh, it randomly came on. My bad, my bad. Sorry, carry on if you was in your flow. You carry on. My bad, my bad. I can't even remember what I was saying now, Craig. Sorry, sorry, Dad. <laughs> that was not intentional. I literally got to turn off. <laughs> um, Pat, what, what's being... Um, let's try, try and get that back on track. Um, what's being underhyped um, and not talked about that should be? i tell you something I only just heard today, which took me by surprise as something that hadn't been getting more attention. TJ Watt potentially holding out and missing the Bills game. Some uh, contract wranglings going on there with uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, he's a massive part of that defence, a massive part of the pass rush that makes that defence click together. So to miss him 
on a team that's already looking fragile would be huge. And on the flip side of that, the Ravens dropped the bag on Mark Andrew and made him the third highest paid tight end in the league. And that was news to me. And that feels like a, a real strengthening move for the offense, getting a guy in his prime, one of the top players in his position. So uh, two interesting things there that we've been quite quiet about. I was going to, one of the things I was going to raise is interesting. Pat mentions that because I, w- I was thinking of the Ravens from a lot of the, the pre-season and a lot of the, um, like the season analysis that I've been listening to recently, all I hear is how good the Ravens are going to be. And I think that this has been a bit of a massive overhype um, for the Ravens at the moment. I, with, with Mark, with Hollywood Brown coming back only, I think in the last couple of days off a fairly serious injury um, with JK Dobbins now going down injured for the season um, for a team that's starting. Yes, they've got Mark Andrews, who's a good get out, but their starting receivers are now are, are coming back off injury, Brown and um, whatever his name is, Sammy Bloody Watkins. Something about it just doesn't seem quite right to me. And I, I don't know what it is with the Ravens. I'm, I'm not convinced with them at all. And I think they're being talked about as almost guaranteed playoff team um, in a tricky division and in a really, really tricky conference. I'm not convinced that the Ravens are guaranteed a playoff spot at all. Two words, John Arbor. Yeah. He'll get him in. Don't know. That's like saying Bill Belichick. I think you're right, we'll get Mark. the, pra- we'll right, get the pa- Patriots in. That, that division is probably the trickiest to call of them all, I would suggest. Yeah. If only we'd done this a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> well, well, we and did. And bashed it all out. I don't, I don't think... I don't, we, I, all I said the, we, were like, we all thought the Browns, didn't we? The, well, no, we, we didn't. You yeah. thought the Browns. <laughs> Lots of people thought the Browns. And, and again, no. Craig, you, you decided to be wrong. How? <laughs> what did the Browns do? Made the playoffs last year. Oh, you're talking specifically about making the playoffs. Fine. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't I don't think I think that division is between the Browns and the Ravens. And I think the Ravens, even if they don't get top spot, will do enough to get in the playoffs. The, I don't I see why they're not going to the make Steelers, this. Playoffs. The Steelers the team in the NFL that have made the playoffs like the most seasons in a row or something like that. I think yeah. this might be the first one that they don't that, that streak will end. I don't disagree it's, with that either. I think it's more likely for the Steelers to miss out than than the Ravens. The Ravens still got Lamar Jackson. I don't. I'd be yeah, very surprised. It, if... it just feels like a lot of a lot of his game last year was based off the fact that he had the threat with Dobbins, and now that's gone. Can he rely on Gus Edwards as much? Are they going to go out and get like a Todd Gurley, who apparently there was there was rumours about that? Lev, Lev Bell's had a visit. So's Devonta Freeman. They're, just, they're trying aging. It feels like their skill their skill positions outside Lamar Jackson. And Andrews, who's a, more of a workhorse, I'd say, than like a flashy type guy. Wide receiver doesn't convince me. Running back now doesn't convince me. There's just an awful lot of holes there. I think the team less likely, and I don't get the hype behind them, and it's, it happens every year for hard knocks, is the Cowboys. Uh, when did they become... Uh, oh, Craig, you've, you've, you've stolen, you've stolen my... No team. I don't yeah. get it. I, I don't, like, don't get me wrong. I love C.D. Lamb. I think he's un- unbelievable. He isn't Jerry Rice. When did he... I don't understand. I, I, we, we all know I love Zeke. This is, if there's ever been a time to question Zeke, it's now. And I've never questioned Zeke. I don't quite Ma- get... Man loves Zeke. Man likes Zeke, yeah. blood. I don't, but I don't understand why we've got this 
this America's team thing still. They haven't won a Super Bowl in fucking what thirty years? What was it nineties? What, what I don't I don't get I do not understand this uh, assumed position for the Cowboys. Don't know how they've done it. Even Dak, I love we know how much I love Dak, but what has he done? Follow Cowboys what? are perennially overhyped. Perennially, we we didn't see anything. I mean, from CD Lamb last season, yes, Dak went down pretty pretty early, but I don't think we saw enough from CD Lamb to be given the hype that he's. That he's been given, that he's been given, um, and the the Cowboys are a, a mess. Like as an organization, I think they're a mess. I think I'm, the, I'm the seeing, thing with them, it, like, go on. I'm I'm seeing people like just as Craig said that this is what I had in mind for what's being overhyped, and it's it's almost predictable to come up with the Cowboys. But I think this year it's even more than usual. Like recent years, there probably hasn't been much to hype about. So even the Skip Baylesses of this world are a bit, you know, a bit coy in their chances. But th- now it's just they've got the best offense in the league. They've got uh, the triple threat: Dak, Zeke, CD Lamb, and you know, Amari Cooper. They've got others, but it, I don't. It's a lot being pinned on Dak's fitness for start. Why do they keep talking about Gallup? What? what? Come off it, lads. Well, well fine. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's two things here, though, isn't there? There's one: the fact they're in the NFC East gives them a relatively decent shot of making the playoffs. Yeah. Two is the fact that the offense that we saw last season before Dak went down, Dak was on at that point after like four games or whatever it else, he was it, the pace he was on was for a season in yards for the ages. He was on to get like 7,000. It was ridiculous. So they were putting up offensively some massive, massive numbers and looking really, really good. The D was absolute garbage and well, still that, probably will be. Point. Yeah, it's, it's... but they, I think a lot of people are basing what they could potentially be like based off that four games that they saw, where offensively they did look absolutely electric. There's a, there's no, there's no guarantee they'll be that team again. And B, if the D still shit, it doesn't make any difference. The the, the Kevin Keegan mentality of American football. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll score like, more than you. Yeah, we're just gonna score more than you. Whatever happens, we'll score more than you. Yeah, and it goes about as well for them as it did for Kev. And, unless they're playing Atlanta with an onside kick. Oh yes, yes. Uh, Craig, what's being, what should be being talked about more? I put you on the spot here, but well, yeah. it's I, I do have one, but I was reticent to use it, just in that it is a massive homer. So we'll, I'll say it quickly and we'll move on. But I nearly said, here. I nearly said, do you just want to talk about the New York Jets? Well, like, we just, <laughs> there's not a lot of talk. And do you know what? I'll be honest, I'm quite happy with that because two years ago, I was. I was, I was, I, there was a forced, false dawn, and I got a bit overexcited, and I, my dreams have crashed. So this time, I'm just gonna what? set. When you employed but, Adam Gase? No, yeah. whatever year before that, whenever it looked like the sun was shining. Sub bowl, so yeah. Yeah. Um, who's done a great job? What, a, what a job yeah, he's yeah. done. Yeah, um, yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, I just feel like it. The Jets. The, forget, like, even if you forget the X's and O's. The Jets this year represent everything brilliant about the NFL in that you could go from being such a deadbeat shit franchise one year to... Five and seven, the, five and 11 the next, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, but even if we do go, even if we go five and 11, seven and nine, but it's exciting and it's positive and the coach seems like he knows what he's doing and, you know, we've got a plan no, that lasts for three you. to five years and we can enjoy football. It's just, it's everything, like I say, it's everything great about 
what football is, what you really don't get in, in English sport. And watch out for the Jets, mate. And I love, I love this time of year. It's all, I, this week it almost feels like almost my most positive week of the calendar year, because and like I love the going into week one of the NFL. No one's had their their dreams dashed. No dashed. one's realised that their team is shit, <laughs> and everyone's got a chance. And it's just it's brilliant before week one. Everyone's everyone's O and O. Yeah, yeah, literally, literally as the saying O&O. goes. Exactly. Yeah, it's um, um, I love it. I love this one. I, I love. I've I've watched a couple of videos and, and interviews and Robert Saleh, he is an impressive individual, man. Oh, He's no. really, really impressive. And if there was someone that can turn around the damage that Gase did to the like the franchise and the, the brand... He is the man. He's, he's, he's gonna, doing it with, before yeah. they've even played. Bit, yeah, that, exactly. So before we've kicked a ball. It's just, I said it a few weeks ago, it, it, the level of competency that the man has displayed throughout, he's thoughtful, he's honest, but he knows that there's things he can't tell. He's clearly got a clear relationship with the press. He's got a very clear understanding. You know, the Jets are known for having the horrible, oppressive leadership. But between um, him and Joe Douglas, we, we've, we've got a football branch to the team now. You can, it just feels so, so different. It, it, like we've completely changed direction. The man's been brilliant. He has been. He's done, done everything right. A A plus plus so far. I, I, I cannot wait to watch the Jets. Cannot wait for week one. I think he's benefited a lot as well by just not being Adam Gase. Big fan. And I, I, feel, I feel like Trevor and Simon could have turned up to coach that team. And they would have, and they would have done a better job. Yeah. And it would have still provided the feel good factor for the Jets. It's um, he's a good hire, but the the major thing was getting rid of Gase. Fun fact: I was what I was twice on live and kicking with Trevor and Simon. Excellent. That's <laughs> fantastic. Absolutely. And you can find me on YouTube asking a question. To Robbie Williams on live this, and kicking. This came up in, in 1997. Uh, yes, this came up in punching chat, didn't it? Yeah, it did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a claim to uh, But yeah, I was on. I was. I was actually in a sketch on live and kicking with uh, Trevor and Simon. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. I did golden balls with Jasper Carrot. <laughs> I still love that. You got to, you got through to the final, didn't you? And someone like someone like screwed you over. Did you get stolen? Uh, I got to the second round, and the um, the woman made a mistake. And in good Craig fashion, I didn't allow her to make a mistake. <laughs> and I, I was a little bit overzealous. Just Craig <laughs> twenty one or whatever as well. Yeah, twenty five grand in that game. Didn't sleep for four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Was it just because you weren't listening when they read the rules out? <laughs> I do like know what we know now. I love the fact that Craig went on a quiz show on television. <laughs> do you have footage of this? I, I would love to see this. I really would. It will be, uh, it'll be on YouTube somewhere, undoubtedly. <laughs> Going through the archives of Jasper Carrot's Golden Balls to find it. It's, it will be worth it. Um, <laughs> Rich, what have you uh, what have you noticed being uh, overlooked or I underlooked? Think, I think we've I think we've done both for mine because my overhyped was uh, was rookie QBs and my underhyped annoying is the same as Craig's. I think the Jets. I don't think they'll be brilliant, but there's a lot of power rankings putting them in the bottom two or three of the league, and I don't think they'll be that bad. 
Yeah, that's nonsense. That is nonsense. Um, so I think I think they'll be mid tableish, mediocre, but I think they will be somewhere there or thereabouts in the middle. Sort I, of what Craig said they would be. I can see the Jags doing a bit better than expected too. Um, I don't want to say that too loud. Um, let's move on from that. Uh, the, uh, by, the fact, by the way, one more quick one. Now that I know that um, Tyrod Taylor is starting for the Texans, you know how oh, bad you saying that they were going to be. I think they're being overhyped, and they're actually <laughs> significantly worse. Are they going to get relegated to Canadian football? <laughs> they should do. Yeah, if there was, if honestly, they're being overhyped at thirty-two on people's power rankings. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they are being overhyped at zero wins. The one thing about the Texans is they all look like they know that everyone expects them to get zero wins, and it's banded them together, and they hate it. They played really hard in preseason, so. If you go up against the Texans this season and you're complacent and you're expecting an easy win, you're going to get a kicking. You might you, get a narrow win, but you're going to get a kicking. Do you remember, do you remember this time last year when Tyrod Taylor was starting for the Chargers? Yeah. When Philip Rivers left. <laughs> How is that long? Before he's... <laughs> Quick, he's... find a way. Find a way, coaching staff. Oh, yeah, punch <laughs> as well. That'll do. <laughs> That'll do, whatever it takes. God. I mean, that'd be incredible if that happened again. Didn't did I saw... I'm sure I saw the last week the Texans cancelled practice and just had a barbecue instead <laughs> yep <laughs> no joke that's that that legitimately happened boys it can't get any worse let's just get fat <laughs> i um wow. i saw something this uh this uh yesterday i think on twitter or today on twitter pat with um james robinson changing his jersey number and saying uh if you've got his old jersey number take a picture of it and send it and he'll sign it i like shit like that when players do stuff like that man I yeah, think that's pretty- yeah, agreed. Uh, I'm not sure if everyone has said something in this segment yet. I'm just uh, if if they have, I'll finish off by something that people probably are talking about, but I think is might be a bigger issue than people think, um, I, and that's the dreaded COVID. Um, not not because I think there'll be the sort of impact that will mean that you know, stadiums are empty again or anything like that. But I think there will be outbreaks in teams um, because, well, America's very big on, rightly, obviously been very big on players getting vaccinated and the NFL has switched protocols to make it heavily biased towards that, again, rightly. Um, but what, what that will mean is potentially players will catch it and they will spread it being vaccinated because the protocols aren't as strict. Um, so you might find that with the Titans had a bit of an outbreak in preseason. Um, hopefully, there aren't too many long-term effects of that. Um, but I think it will happen, and mm. we don't know where. Obviously, um, you know, touch wood, it won't make too many players very ill if they're vaccinated. But it it will still spread, and that may cause disruption this season. So don't think that's finished, and I don't think that's really being hyped. It's not really the word, but um, just <laughs> just a thing to just a thing to keep Ad, an eye on. Adam's here to hype up COVID. One thing I did see today was that apparently the NFLPA, which I thought would be the other way around, they're the ones that are pushing for daily tests for all players to try and keep that kind of stuff to a minimum. Because at the moment, I think you have to do, is it weekly tests if you're vaccinated? Yeah, this is what I'm, this is what I'm getting at. I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously it's the, everyone's much safer because of it. We, we, we know a lot, although some in America don't, seem to quite get that um it's more of a minority in the nfl um but yeah it, it, 
Yeah, yeah, they should be. Yeah, they there should are, be treated there are plenty differently. Of players, there are plenty of players who haven't been vaccinated, right? And that's what the whole there's a whole the whole controversy about um, whether you're making cut decisions based on whether a player's on his vaccination status. Oh, that's been alleged with Cam, hasn't it? You know, yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. There are. It's, I don't understand the players who are like hurting themselves. You had like, Wentz had to isolate for yeah. a certain period of time, which made. Him, it was obvious because of the amount of time he had to isolate for that he wasn't vaccinated. And you think that Carson Wentz is someone that needs to get as many reps as he possibly can, and he's actively hurting himself by not getting vaccinated. I've, there's numerous bills that haven't done it, and it mm. winds me up because all you're going to end up doing is hurting your you and your team's chance of succeeding. And uh, it fucks me off, and I think it's something that is going to come up and it's there's going to be that whole narrative about you know my body my choice so if i don't want to get vaccinated i won't that people like cole beasley push all all off season long he's a proper anti-vaxxer isn't he oh he's yeah. an absolute prick by all accounts <laughs> and um it, it yeah it's it gives me this real paradigm of the feelings that you have about a player and the success as a player and then when you like discover more about them as a person and realize they're actually just a bit of a dick and um it's yeah. it's like yeah and because I, Cole Beasley can be a, a right-wing idiot, anti-vaxxer, surely all he chooses to be. But if him catching it because he's not vaccinated mean that we lose our entire wide receiver room for a game and we lose yeah. it and that's an important game, then he deserves to not be on that team because of that. So you think teams should be able to tell you you have to be vaccinated to play? I think the players should be sensible enough to make that decision themselves. That is you saying that they have to do it. That is an implied term in their contracts. So you think they should have to do it? I don't, I don't think it's possible to make it so that they can do it because no, they've done everything but they have. They, they have, they? yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, you look at someone, um, there was a Bills player, I can't remember who it was, that got fined because he, uh, McKenzie, I believe it was, one of our wideouts, had to isolate, clearly wasn't vaccinated, and then ended up doing it because he, I think, was putting no uncertain terms to him that if it keeps happening, he's going to hurt the team. Not that he's going to be cut necessarily, but that he's hurting the team by doing what he's doing. He got if vaccinated. You're a, if you're a fringe player... Like I'm not saying honestly. If you're a fringe player and the general manager's deciding whether to keep you on the 53 or another another guy who's been vaccinated, yeah, that could be the, that could be your career. Yeah, you know. yeah. It's honestly, and, th- and and there's players I think that are quite clearly unvaccinated. I don't believe Josh Allen is vaccinated. And neither of them. Yeah, and it. I don't understand why you do it to yourself. A, you know, you're a role model in a country that's been through a an absolute massive like overhaul in in the last year um but also you get it you hurt your team be a leader fucking man up and do it all right um i'm gonna throw everyone a curveball here and i'm gonna head to rich who had oh good um i've i I don't know if you're expecting this drop you in the deep end um you had an article um the athletic uh where I don't know who's written this, um, but they picked out of the, each of the 32 teams' main weaknesses. Um, if we could make this quick, if you could tell us what our six teams' weaknesses are per the Athletic, and just maybe like a quick minute max each, either defend it or agree with it. Um, 
let's see how this is going to go. Cool. I'm going to do it in team alphabetical order because that's the way the article is and I'll get lost otherwise. Uh, so, Mark, <laughs> you're first up. One or both lines aren't quite good enough for the Bills to reach the Super Bowl. Um, D-line, I would disagree with. O-line, um, guards are a concern. Tackles are more than good enough. Um, left tackle, right tackle is fine. Um I think with the pass rush is much better this year. We've shown that in preseason and the um the pass rush with people like Greg Rousseau, I think will be absolutely fine. More of a weakness for us is running back than the lines. Cool. Okay. All right, Pat. Jacksonville lacks the infrastructure to support prize rookie Trevor Lawrence. What like roads? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's not a good enough airport. <laughs> Can we talk about there. the pedestrianization of Jacksonville City Centre? <laughs> <laughs> It's about time we did. It's true, but it's academic. No one's expecting Jacksonville to make the playoffs this season. Five wins, six wins maybe would be progress. And it's a two to three, three to five year build. So, yeah, whatever. We, we The building plans are in place, the stepping zones are in place, and I'm positive about the direction the team's headed. All right, Craig's Jets. The defence suffers not only without the injured Carl Lawson, but with a secondary that's good that could struggle even against one of the easier schedules of opposing quarterbacks. Uh, and you're all right. Ironically, we can't hear his telly now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's, that is, that is, that is, a, that's, that's, that's accurate. Um, I, I think we'll be all right on the, on the line. I think we will be. I think we made, um, made, a, made a move after Carl Lawson went down. Um, Shaq Lawson, we've got a, we've got a load of defensive players, both interior and at the end. Q Williams has been looking great in camp, um, and coaches sound really happy about him. The 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 worry is the is the secondary, but I do think I'm I, I, maybe this is misplaced, but I've got a lot of I think Salah did a great job in um, San Francisco um, with not the greatest secondary. And so um, I think we'll be okay. But if there is an area of concern, somewhere where we need to strengthen, it is, it is in the secondary. All right. My Niners, quarterback, cornerback, sorry, position that was a liability. No, you got it right the Sherman first time. On the team <laughs> remains a liability without him. Uh, I agree with that. Our corners are, other than Verrett, not probably either too young and inexperienced or just not good enough if you're. Uh, Johnson, he's just he's just terrible, but seems to stick around the team anyway. Uh, Russ, your Seahawks, same thing, cornerbacks. Uh, yeah, well, we'll just go around picking up other people's discarded cornerbacks. It's just what happens in there. Like, I mean, I don't think the Seahawks are going to do anything this year, especially when we can't defend out wide. So um, I just think, it's something that needs to be addressed over the next year or so. And and that's where the focus for the, when the rebuild needs to happen. That was really wishy-washy, so I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> and Titans, uh, losing offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. Oh, okay. I wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting shots fired at either our defense or <laughs> ridiculously Ryan Tannehill because that's where everyone wants to fire shots. Yeah, no, that I... is that was an overhyped section, by the way. But sorry, back to you. Well, the, Ryan Tannehill, the, the criticism people... of Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, what has he done yeah. to, for the criticism? 
Sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's it it it's been bugging me. I just hope he backs all this up after <laughs> um, defending him to the hill. No, but the the uh, losing Arthur Smith is it's an issue, yes. But we lost Matt Lafleur the previous year um, to a, also to a head coaching job. Um, I'd argue Arthur Smith was better, but anyway, I, I think the promotion from within, which has happened yet again. I don't think there'll be sweeping changes to a lot of the ideas. A lot of the ideas will remain. Um, yeah, I think it's my concern is the other side of the ball, quite frankly. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that changing the OC is ideal, but I'm I'm more concerned with what's going on on our, our defense. Really, um, there are we have the superstars. We know that there's maybe some concern with the O line, um, but yeah, I think Todd Downing will do okay. Um, from everything I'm hearing, so we'll see. There you go. Thanks, Rich. That's uh, yeah. Let's throw a few more curveballs this year, if we if we have time, which will be almost never. Right. Next up, it's that time. Um, play that sonic music and let's do some one sentence previews. And we'll start on Thursday night, opening game, Dallas at Tampa Bay. However much fitter Dallas's key players are, it won't be enough to overcome the fully retained Super Bowl champions. Jacksonville at Houston. The first wooden spoon game of the season in the AFC South. <laughs> Arizona at Tennessee. Exciting times for the two small market teams. Both have incredible upside and this one could be game of the week. LA Chargers at Washington. Justin Herbert is back, but week one is a stern test as he faces a monster Washington defense that should show us what the Chargers have really made of. Seattle at Indianapolis. Can Carson Wentz manage to survive the first game in Indy? If he can, he might just have his way with a dodgy Seahawks secondary. New York Jets at Carolina. Big face Sam is going to have a chip on his shoulder for this one, but I fancy the Jets on the road in this under-the-radar tasty game. Minnesota at Cincinnati. A tough game to call between two teams that won't make the playoffs. Vikings to win it. San Francisco at Detroit. A new, slightly crazy era begins in Detroit when they'll face up to a very much the same 49ers. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Offense versus defense here for me. Expect the Steelers to be the Steelers and cause some trouble for the offense of Buffalo. Interested to see if Josh Allen continues his development if the Bills are really for real. Philadelphia at Atlanta. Two teams that used to be exciting but seem doomed to mediocrity or worse this season. Cleveland at Kansas City. Two powerhouse AFC contenders square off in week one. This will be a great Miles Garrett-shaped test for the Chiefs' new-look O-line. Green Bay at New Orleans. Jacksonville hosts this game due to Hurricane Ida, so we might finally see what TIAA Bankfield looks like when it's full. Denver at New York Giants. Teddy's first win as Denver's QB1 away at the MetLife Dumpster Fire. Sign me up. <laughs> Miami at New England. Mac the Knife. Mac and Cheese. Mad Max. Will Bill Belichick be Boston's maddest man from the end of week one? <laughs> uh, Sunday Night Football is Chicago at LA Rams 
Andy Dalton has to be on borrowed time and expects to get a few good licks from Donald as Chicago are poised to start 0-1. Stafford will look good, but he'll need a tougher test before I'm convinced. And finally, Monday Night Football, Baltimore at Las Vegas. This could be a cracking Monday night game if the Raiders can just click on offense. Baltimore run game could run right, so Derek Derek Carr will need to keep up by racking up some big yardage. There we go. 16 games, all previewed for you. Well, that's, that's some good, tasty matchups. Yeah. Like, there aren't many games where you think, yeah, not not too bothered. There's like yeah. an angle Jack, to Jacksonville and Houston, Miami, <laughs> yeah. Atlanta, New England. Atlanta and the Eagles. <laughs> well, that, that one, maybe. I don't know why you're so down on that game. <laughs> uh, yeah, even Jacksonville. I want to see what Trevor will, looks like. I will I, say, if there could there there couldn't be a better start for Trevor Lawrence. I don't think not. there yeah, literally yeah, couldn't. True. Like, if you want if you want to ease yourself into the NFL gently, at the moment, Houston is the place to go. <laughs> and in a funny way, I can't I can't wait to see how bad the Texans look. <laughs> I mean, Mark said it already. Tyrod Taylor starting, so yeah. you know it doesn't fucking matter. They may as well have started with fucking um, Davis Mills. Like for all the good that Tyrod Taylor is ever gonna do, throw the fucking rookie in. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. what's the point in fucking starting Tyrod Taylor? There literally is none. No, I agree. Totally agree with that. And um, how many times is Tyrod Taylor gonna gonna get this fucking little dance? <laughs> where he where he gets the first game or two in a and then they go fuck me this guy's shit let's get the rookie in until That's someone cool. takes a bung for puncturing his lung again yeah when will people learn honestly <laughs> <laughs> well it's 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 not as if it's unprecedented in the NFL that two yeah. different teams will do the same stupid thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that of the possible exciting matchups that I noted, we've jumped straight to the shittest one of the three. <laughs> hey, that's really on point for us, though. Oh, 100%. I mean, there, there are other podcasts pre- previewing Pittsburgh at Buffalo in detail or the bloody Cowboys or yeah, any any of those big games, Cleveland, Kansas City. No, that's Houston, the one. Houston it, against it, Jacksonville. Like, you know, it might be slightly predictable, but... Cleveland and Kansas to me is is the game that, that excites me the most. Yeah, that is that is taste. Is that the late games? I think it might be. Yeah, it's it's on the late slate. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely it's definitely this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and you know what? What's what's the what's the live game on the early on the six o'clock on Sunday? It's Bills, isn't it? I think is the it Bills, Bills on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Because because you know. Um, not being the biggest NFL aficionado, um, you know, I usually stick to red zone on a Sunday evening just to to get my fill. But I'm I'm going to tune in a fair amount to the Bills Steelers. I think definitely got to watch games, man. Uh, red zone's brilliant, but got to watch games. I'll be stupid enough to watch the Titans, no doubt. So we'll see. Banana skin. It's not. Well, it's not even that. It's a good. I think Arizona are exciting. It's going to be a great game. That's the game. I'm looking forward to that game. Yeah, also, Washington Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Chargers, we should probably should have discussed Chargers and not really being talked about enough segment because they aren't, aren't being talked about enough. I think they've, they've got a decent chance and probably only hurt by the fact that they've there's so many good teams in the AFC. But I think that if, if Herbert 
continues on the trajectory he's on, they could they look like a proper team. Everyone's talking about Eckler. Everyone's talking about Eckler. Yeah, it's um I think there's a really they've got a good chance. They're one of those teams that I feel that way every year, and every year they get hit by a blight of injuries just at the, Fuck the chargers, man. Fuck the chargers. It feels like their receiving <laughs> core have an average age of forty as well. Like that that might be that might be an issue. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, as as I've forgotten who it was who who previewed it. Um, it was obviously done well because the point about the Washington defense being a being a test yeah. is a very valid one. So that's an intriguing matchup. Yeah, can't wait. Football is back. Um, obviously, we're done. We're talking about football. Um, it's on to far more important things, and we are back. So we better get straight back to what's important. It is time. Ugh, horrible. Oh, don't say that about the Jags. No. Things Pat hates. Halloween starting on September the 1st and running through the entirety of autumn. And with Amy Santiago, it's a garbage holiday for jerks and doesn't even deserve the day it gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but can we come in? A, can we have some sort of heist? That'll be good. I'll enjoy that. <laughs> Even worse than that, Pat, do you know what I saw in uh, Sainsbury's today? Yeah, me too. Mince pies. pies. Yeah, I, saw I mean, and I love a mince pie. Best before 30th States. of November. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. It's early for me. See, I'm, I'm okay with it's that. I, lo- I, 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 want mince, I want mince pies all year round. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with you, Rich. I mean, not anymore. Now I'm, I'm you know relatively slim but mince pies all year round well, me. less fat less fat yes <laughs> that's, why I, said is, rel- that's why I said relatively get in the bin so if you're not aware russ has been dieting or has had liposuction i don't know one of those <laughs> something something along those lines um and mark picked up on it when we we started the call said he looked thinner I'm Personally, getting into into shape for the ball over <laughs> invitational where there may or may not be a field goal attempt. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, if you can, yeah, quick plug for the ball over invitational. Was it October the 9th? October the 9th at Newquay for rugby against cancer. Um, we've got some stash. I don't know if you've seen the stash. It looks good. Um, I have seen the stash. We've got so good. we've got some kit sponsor, and we're gonna have a rugby match against another team, and then we're just gonna get drunk afterwards and raise some money for rugby. So would you be cool? Hopefully, it sounds great. I'm pretty annoyed that I can't make it. Well, I'm I'm in the, I'm equally as annoyed that it means that I won't be able to go to the Jets yeah, game on a Sunday. But it may mean I go to the Jags game the week after, depending, but we'll see. Yeah, right. Any other business? How do we get here so quickly? That's not going to last this year. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Rich, kick us off. Any other business? I know I'll get booed if I talk about any details about the festival that I went to at the weekend, but one you thing I do want to say. Mate. I know, right? Is <laughs> it the Boys to Men uh, Festival? That's <laughs> <laughs> my head. I, I was... I would have been vaguely amused by that if you'd been the first person to make that joke six years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But one thing I did want to say about it was how it was just so good to do something that felt normal again and how much I've missed just feeling like normal reality could actually happen again. Mm. It's just 
It's great. Mm. That's it. That's all I've got. I'll follow immediately on normal reality. I've been to a couple of football matches. I went to the cricket yesterday, which was on the back of a pretty random conversation on WhatsApp with a fellow Titans fan, Greg Kett. Well, Greg Kett, you'll know. He's been he's been on here. Um, he, yeah, we were just chatting. Oh, and we had just ended up booking day five tickets to the test um, a week later. So um, went, sat next to Greg. And But the point of this, partly, is that two rows in front of us was someone wearing a Titans cap. <laughs> and we clocked this immediately. And I don't know who, I still don't know who it was. Um, he did not speak up. to him, did you? Well, yeah, yeah well, this, is, this is the story. So <laughs> In my head, gets... you definitely wanted to go up to the guy and say, I'm the guy who uh, does transatlantic titles, yeah. by the way. <laughs> well, this, this, is, this is the thing. So I'm confused. I, I thought Russ was supporting Seattle this season. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been. Uh, so I once, I, like, Greg clocked it immediately and I said, is that a Titans cap? And we're sort of bending to try and see the logo. Um, like, okay, I'm going to ask him shortly. Um, I went to get a beer and I came back to find Looked that he wasn't. the room and talked to him. <laughs> no, but Greg did. So when I went to get the beer, Greg said, <laughs> oh, he got up, he got up at the same time, walked out and Greg said, just went to him, said, oh, tighten up, mate. Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> Like, I mean, if someone said tighten up to me, I'd be like, what the fuck? Is my cock out or something? What's going on? I don't know what was on the cap he bought. No, literally not. That was obviously a gift. <laughs> that really was their shit one as well. Yeah. <laughs> the only one he could find on the way out. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the one that, yeah, the other 31 caps had sold out. <laughs> I'll get that one. That's a sad state of affairs. <laughs> um, very good day though very enjoyable and very normal um, it sat amongst lots of India fans which is the way when we play them um, but really lot, like lots of good humour we sat with a good bunch it was just one of those days that didn't matter what the result was just enjoyable, good fun um, Craig any other business? yeah not really just Things are generally shit, innit? And I don't want to talk about that stuff. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to instead... Um, I, I I like like uh, big Game of Thrones fans, like general novelty fantasy book stuff. And I haven't found a book that I've really enjoyed uh, in, a, in a while. There's the CJ Sampson books about Shard Lake are pretty good. But anyway... I found this book, um, which is the Form and Void trilogy by A.J. Smith. Um, <clears throat> the first one is The Glass Breaks. And if you're into that shit, sort of, you know, I guess fantasy novel, fantasy writing, whatever. And Game of Thrones-esque style is brilliant. I've read the first two, cannot put them down. And unfortunately, if you're like me and you're waiting for the next installment of Game of Thrones, you'll be waiting till the day you die. This one has a date to come out in March um, for the third book. So it's not a bad time to grab the first two. AJ Smith, uh, Former Void Trilogy, The Glass Breaks. And I think the second one's called no, no, uh, the, the, the Sword Falls. Yeah, dope. There you go. Um, Pat, you're nodding a lot. Um you're, a, you're obviously a fan as well. Well, don't, whether you are or not, any other business? I'd like to talk about how people react when players get injured. Because when Travis Etienne went out, 
loads of people were up in arms about, oh, it's just ruined my fantasy team. And you're like, these are real oh. people with real lives, right? Their entire career might be threatened by this. So I don't give a shit what's happened to your fantasy team. It's just a game, mate. Have a bit of, like, show them a Absolute bit of respect. They're exactly. proper human beings. Oh. That is so wet. That is so wet. And what's worse is people atting the fire as well. Yeah. Oh, just Th- their real life injury is more important than your fantasy team. In fact, probably anything's more important than your fantasy team. Perhaps <laughs> if you're posting on social media screenshots of your fantasy team saying, "What do you think of it?" I don't care. I just <laughs> just don't care. Whoever you are. Literally, you could be anybody. I don't mm-hmm. care. You you could have drafted. You, you cared enough to draft Craig's team, though. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> we did a good job. Oh, okay. You did a great job, mate. Please tell me his last pick. Please tell me his last pick was Blockhead. I know that he was. A <laughs> oh, I really, no. I really wanted to, but there were only five bench spots. I couldn't do it. I, Adam I... is the only human being I could trust with that task, <laughs> and he did it so fucking faithfully. No, no. I love. I should have used that. Pat, actually, Pat could have been. Yeah, Pat would have been a, with, a, with an option as well. Like five kickers. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, that's why. You, that's why you never came into my thoughts, Mark. <laughs> Adam took it so seriously, on point, stuck within every realm of like border I gave him. I should have used this for my any other business. Actually, my bad. Thank you very much for doing that, Adam. That was a fucking nightmare. It's my legal record. I, I, you know, if anyone does a job, we've been doing this for like five, ten years, something like that, in the group. Trying to change that date is impossible, and uh, couldn't get out of it. Adam had to do it. And I can still enjoy the rest of my year. I literally have the team I would have done if I'd done it myself. So well yeah, done, mate. Thank well, you. isn't that interesting? <laughs> <laughs> you remember when we said that nobody gives a fuck about other people's fantasy? <laughs> literally you know forty seconds ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did. I did say that, but this is an exception. I, I've never, I've never felt so nervous doing a draft. Like it meant it because it wasn't mine. There was a responsibility. Like it, it actually mattered. Like if I'm drafting for myself, like I could live with my own mistakes. That's fine. But no, there, there was there was pressure, and it, yeah, really, really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, asterisk or not, I'm not having that. But, it's a fun. Um, it's a fun league. Yeah, I got that impression. Yeah, definitely. Russ, any other business? Um, yes, uh, I've got a really hungry dog. Uh, ordered some food from Pet Planet as I do regularly like every other month um to be delivered and they always use the delivery company hermes i don't know if you gentlemen have had any uh bad stories with hermes (laughs) craig was your was your beer was was your beer a hermes story actually it was yodel who were also dog shit yeah yeah. anyway so (laughs) so i waited i waited and obviously we've had to, to to top up his food elsewhere. I'm not, you know, I, I wouldn't make him starve until his food arrived. But um, I found out today, like, so Hermes have got no delivery drivers in the Southwest or especially in my area. So they're just literally allowing parcels to stack up in uh, in the depot in Newquay. So instead of rejecting parcels to say, sorry, we can't deliver in this area, they're just taking them on and just leaving them in the depot. Um, and I have, I have a... Uh, a friend, a very a podcasting friend who's uh, got connections in the Hermes world, and they went to have a look at the depot today. 
um, apparently, and it's uh, yeah, it is um, not good. So, but having said that, I emailed the um, Pet Planet and said, uh, "You've used a delivery company that is absolute shit. Uh, I've paid for some food that I've not yet received." And within 24 hours, they they've dispatched new food with uh, DPD. So let's see if they're any better. Um, and it'll be here tomorrow. So unless you know, they use Hermes for the final part, part of the well, journey. absolutely, yeah, for the final mile, yeah. But you know, you know, that's decent customer service. They, you know, they didn't question. They didn't. They didn't do anything other than we'll get you some more food straight away, and that was it. So uh, fair play to Pet Planet. Shame on you, Hermes, for accepting parcels that you know you can't deliver and just piling them up in your warehouse because you're an absolute shit show. Just got a picture in my mind of your mate trying to open the door and he's like banging against parcels. And you, yeah, and just and like you think, avalanched. I mean, you think, again, like you see so many sectors and I've got friends in hospitality down here especially that are having to close because they can't get staff in their peak season, in their peak time. They cannot get enough staff. And that's not even because people have been pinged, not even because people like it's literally they cannot have enough staff to keep their businesses going for seven days. Yeah, a but week 350 million in a week's going to the NHS, so it's all good. <laughs> and it's it's just madness. And and yet there's all these people out there that are still on furlough and working and claiming and anyway that 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 went in the direction i didn't want it to go down but i just yeah fuck fuck hermes okay. fuck you. yep hope hope your dog's all right i mean he's all right he's a fat shit anyway look <laughs> <laughs> at you you've changed any other business with six of us is is a log old slog, isn't it? Mark, I think you're last and least. <laughs> and he's frozen. What a moment. And the internet's that gone down. Incredible. I do love the camp pose. The internet in Swindon has <laughs> fallen over entirely. Send. I'll toss in an AOB for Mark. Um, while we were doing this pod, the um, hashtag RIP Mark started trending. So I think, you know, his condition might be more serious than we thought. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) That is is dark. (laughs) Dark Mark, yeah. Oh, dear. Um, Well, we we don't know. I mean, we assume that Mark is still in 10 King Road Swindon at this point. Um, Someone check on him. Yeah. Send send help. Send, send help if you're listening to this um, Mark might be in a bad way <laughs> uh, make sure you tweet at this is Sparky S for um, all updates on Mark's condition yeah <laughs> but don't expect a reply uh, well yeah you'll know what that tells you if you don't get one right um, that's been good chaps that was yeah perfect great relatively ending. swift um I mean, we'll never know what Mark was going to say. Which, which I mean, and we'll never, and, and ironically, we'll never care. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, oh, no, he's back. He's back. <laughs> I've said nice things about you, and you're being a bastard. So, uh, I'm gonna Adam, how fucking dare you, Adam? I'm going to go back to calling you fat. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Mate, I've been defending you for ages. You will hear on the listen back I've been defending you. And Adam and these other fuckers have been slating you bad. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we legitimately thought you might have died. Um, so, luckily. <laughs> the COVID has right. got me already. Luckily, you're all right. Um, you do, we don't have time for your any other business now. Well, can, I, can, I, can I do it really quickly? Because it is no. something that I wanted to say. <laughs> Uh, two, two of my two, two of my favourite series ever that I've ever watched are The Wire and Boardwalk Empire, and they've oh, spawned, yeah. oh, and no, they've spawned no. two of my favourite ever characters in in Omar Little and Chalky White, and the guy Michael K Williams that played both those roles died a couple of days ago of a seeming of apparently of a drug overdose. And it's something that he's battled with supposedly for a long time and um, he's had demons with it and it eventually, unfortunately, has got him. So really, really amazingly talented actor um, and from what from what I've read, a, a really nice guy um, and, yeah, taken far too soon. So rest in peace. Mm. Yeah, that's, oh, I'll that's let you really off. sad. Yeah, fair enough. Now you're good. You are fucking slagging me off, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Well, no. Well, yeah. Not really. <laughs> Just made me think about Omar. That's me. If you are looking for a uh, any recommendations for visuals, uh, I watched Clickbait on Netflix. That was decent. If you uh, look it up. Is that just one of the ads around the side? Yeah. Tasted <laughs> some really uh, interesting um, specialist websites. <laughs> <laughs> Right, it's been really good fun. Um, I've enjoyed that. I hope, I hope you all have. Um, thanks, everyone. We'll some of us, maybe, maybe even all of us, will be back. I was going to say this time next week because the time is what matters to the listeners of a podcast. <laughs> and but, but there you go. Um, yeah, enjoy week one. Football's back. Go well. Cheers, Adam. Cheers, boys. Go well. Oh, yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't aimed at anyone in particular, but it just like there'll be you know what I'm talking about. Someone on Twitter will post it. It'll be a screenshot of what oh, do you reckon, time. and there'll the be people do that absolutely. if it's your first year. After you've done it a year, you don't do that shit. Like I honestly, I I, I think it's mental.